how is becoming the TV champion kind of taking you to a different level in Ring of Honor? Uh, I would think just in, I guess, perception as far as where you see my standings uh, amongst the company and my peers, uh, that's changed because now I'm at the top because I'm one of the champions. So now I got everybody gunning for me instead of me gunning for everybody else. But overall, I mean, for me personally, nothing changes. You know, yeah. my attitude doesn't change. My work ethic doesn't change. I'm just smash mouth, punch people in the mouth type of, uh, you know, style. So. Yeah, I mean, it's good for me, though, because now people are asking to get punched sure. in the face. So right. it's kind of cool. <laughs> Who you got tonight? I got Scorpio Sky, who's somebody who's, like me, wrestled independently for many years and finally got a break, and now is on, you know, being featured on TV and an amazing talent. So I know he's looking to, uh, you know, leave an impression and make a statement tonight. You know, unfortunately, it's against me, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're two guys pretty much in the same position where we're trying to establish ourselves as, like, the future faces and draws of the company, so... Uh, it should be a nice little battle that we got going on tonight. How rewarding is it to see your your career, you know, taking these positive steps? You know, given that you know it's it's a long grind and a lot of travel, and you've been to Japan, you know, a lot of other places, uh, you know, to 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 have this career that you have. Uh, it's awesome. You know, you you can win things, you can get lucky, but when you really work hard for something, and you know, you set your your mind your mind is set on on achieving something, and then you achieve it, I think it's more gratifying because of the work you put in. You know, in real life. You know, you just the hardest worker in the room doesn't get, you know, the opportunities. That's not real life. Sometimes it's lucky and mm-hmm. the wrong person gets the opportunities. But once in a while, uh, you know, it does pay off. And I do believe that you give yourself the best chance possible by, you know, having good work ethic and everything. So I've just been working hard to be put in the position I'm in. So, of course, it's extra rewarding that not only has my career gone up, not only am I working for, you know, the second biggest company in the United States, not only am I on TV on a regular basis, but... I'm also a, a television champion now, so it's just, it's all cool. It's all gratifying. It's, it's all um, just humbling. How did, a, how did a martial arts background, can you teach you that discipline and work ethic, and how did that help you with, with your career and the ring? Uh, my father was my, uh, my instructor when I was younger as far as martial arts, and, you know, it was just, that's what he instilled on me. You know, nothing gets handed. you got to work for everything. you got to fight and scratch and claw your way to, you know, to the top of, whatever industry or whatever you you set your mind at and you know that was like the whole martial arts background like as far as the mentality and you know doing that for so many years it kind of i guess always stuck with me and maybe maybe i didn't always show it because there were years that i kind of got lazy and complacent and i think that's why it took me so long as well to get to where i am today Uh, it was my own fault but once i kind of put everything back into perspective and i surrounded myself with the right people I was able to put myself back in that same mind frame and just, you know, give it my all. And, you know, worst case scenario, hey, I tried, you know, but I yeah, really yeah, gave sure. it my all. And, and I, and it's because they always say the journey is just as important as, you know, the, the actual moment or whatever you're trying to achieve. So for me, I was like, well, let's, let's make that something, you know, at, at the least. And so far, so good because it's actually working out. Um, but yeah, martial arts definitely played a key factor in that. Plus, it also made the actual in ring. A lot easier just being able to be able to take blows and the balance and all those things right just being you're moving fluently in 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 a ring or where you know wherever you are for us obviously it wasn't a ring at the time it was you know we just trained on on a hardwood floor in the dojo but now you know you're able to 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 move your body in a certain fluent way that it's it's very very similar to pro wrestling somebody that has worked on the indies as long as you have you've obviously paid attention to ring of honor long before you got there and it was probably a dream in a lot of respects for you to get there. Now you've done work with New Japan because of the crossovers. You've been in the ring with Hiroshi Tanahashi. You've worked with Takahashi before. You've worked with a lot of guys. But I just look at the television championship. 
and you think about the murderer's row of talent that has held that title before you. Bobby Fish, Marty Skrull, Will Ospreay, Kushida and Ishii out of New Japan, uh, Sami Zayn, Adam Cole, like all of these guys. What does it mean just to have your name in the same list with guys like that that have gone on to do so much and you still with so much of your career ahead of you? That just has to, at times, make you just stop and think and almost be in awe of where you found yourself. Uh, you're spot on with that. You know, when I won the championship, that day, you know, knowing the match and knowing what, what what business had to be done, I was still in performance mode where let me just go out there and put on the best performance possible because we don't know the last second things happen and nothing's guaranteed, right? So when that moment became real that I was, the bell rang and the new, you know, announcement came on, that moment, like, it overcame me almost where I, I didn't even know where I was. I completely forgot what state I was in. <laughs> uh, completely. I, I could, I was, I went blank. All I knew is that I was a ring of honor world television champion. And, and that was amazing and humbling. And like you said, the people have held it before, you know, when we in life in general, I think, you know, what, what, what is the purpose? So it's like, no matter what you do, you want to be, be at least remembered. Right. And when you think of pro wrestling, how many pro wrestlers are there in the world? How many have there ever been? How many will there be? It's too many to count. So for you to be remembered um, is very difficult. It's only a select few that get lucky. And I feel like becoming champion kind of put my name in that in the history books. And I feel like this is the first step of a legacy and something special that I don't even know what's coming. You know, I, I don't know. I could strive for things, but I don't know what's gonna, you know, what's coming my way. But at the least, I know that at some point, day, you know, way past the days that I'm gone from this earth, somebody's gonna say my name and mention me because I was a Ring of Honor World Television Champion, and that's cool to know. And and I think that's more than anything, you know, at least for me personally, I can't speak for everybody else. You could talk about fame and money uh, and anything else in between with this with this business particularly, but to be remembered. Th that's to me is the ultimate goal, you know, the ultimate goal. You forget about every title, every company. Um, it's just to be remembered. And I feel like now I have a chance at that by achieving this. And also you know, there was a time when WWE was the only game in town that anybody paid attention to. And that has shifted because over the last few years, obviously you've seen the rise of like revolution and progress in the UK. And you've seen what we've seen in new Japan, but even here in America with ring of honor and PWG and, a lot of these indies that are starting to get a lot more traction. It seems like, to me, people don't fully grasp how big Ring of Honor actually is. So I want to give you a chance here, not just to sell it to them, but to get across what we already know, which is a lot of the talent that you're watching that now does make a ton of money came from this place. But if you're looking for pure in-ring action, you don't find anything better than where you are right now. Right. You know, Ring of Honor has that that title of being the best wrestling on the planet. Um, but, and while it's a cool catchy phrase, you know, for the company to put on t-shirts or whatever, the talent takes that personally. You know, we take pride in, in saying, well, if I'm going to work for the company that says that I got to really put in the work, you know, and, and ring of honor by the same token does its due diligence. You know, when they bring guys in and they hire guys, it's not just anybody. There's a reason why everybody's on the roster is there. Everybody has a purpose of, for being there. And it's, and it comes down to, First step is the talent, you know, that 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 individual holds. So 
for us, we take we're very prideful, you know, what we do, and that's every pro wrestler. I'm not just saying in Ring of Honor, but because that's Ring of Honor's line, we feel like it's our duty to, you know, provide that entertainment and that that performance to to make that statement true. So there's no mailing it in. There's no, oh, we'll work a little lighter because, you know, this event is not as important or we're the first match. No, from one through, you know, from the first match to the last match, from the production team to the ring crew, everybody works so hard to make sure we put on the best shows and the best professional wrestling every show, you know, from top to bottom. And that's helped, you know, people grab people's attention and our fan base keeps growing and growing. And especially in the last two years, which is really cool that it's just so happens to the years that I came in where the company, I mean, it, not that it was tiny before, but it really blew up in the last two years, you know, and, and, and you could see that by, you know, we've become undeniable running Madison Square Garden next year. That's unreal, you know? So, um, yeah, that's the main reason I think to for Ring of Honor success is because of the employees from top to bottom and the pride everybody takes, you know, in putting in the work. And then obviously we have to deliver, which I believe we have. And then it's just a matter of just as long as a company keeps backing us, we'll keep, you know, doing what we have to do to make them bigger and make and because it helps us as well, obviously. You know, it's an individual business where, you know, we're not a team sport, but there is something to you make the product better, you're only going to become a bigger star. So we all help each other in that sense. Yeah, and there's always felt like, especially with, with McMahon and with Vince, and even back, I guess, with WCW, there were times when it would appear like, look, if you're at a certain spot on the card, you're not supposed to outshine the guys afterwards. You would always know going in what the best match was going to be on a WWE show because that's the way the show was laid out. That's how it was structured. That's how it was booked. Ring of Honor, you don't know because it seems like to me every match is trying to steal the show from start to finish. So you could watch the, the opener, and that could be the most exciting thing. Or midway through the show, you could have a television championship match, for example, that completely steals the show. You never know. So I think the unpredictability and the fact that everybody's out there trying to have the best match possible really speaks to a different level of entertainment that Ring of Honor brings that maybe Vince can't in a lot of ways. Right, and I think you're spot on with that as far as you don't know. I see it all the time when I hear fans talking about what's going to be the match of the night, or, and like, oh, man, I really think this one. This one might be the sleeper and that one, and it's always a different answer, and it's not necessarily the main event. Yeah, Leo Rush, I mean, Leo Rush, you were in semifinals in the uh, Proving Grounds tournament against him. He, the first time we ever laid eyes on him, he was here in Nashville and as part of that tournament. I'd never heard of Leo Rush before, even in my time in the Indies. I'd never heard of the guy and at the end of the night, that's who we were talking about is Leo Rush. And, of course, you see where Leo Rush is now. So I just I, Ring of Honor is so much fun pretty much from start to finish. It's, I'm sure you're thrilled to be a part of that group. Of course. And speaking of, of that tournament, you know, Leo Rush and I, we, were, we wrestled each other, and we weren't uh, the finals. Right. And we had not just my opinion. It was a lot of people in the company. We had the best match of the tournament. That match got me a job, and I didn't win the tournament. So, mm. you know, um, you never know, and that's that, and that's also, and nobody, nobody gets offended, and that's the big difference because everybody's working to do the same thing anyway, you know, which is put on the best performance and show possible for our fans. So nobody takes it personally. Oh, they went and did all these moves, and now what do I have left? Well, right, you got to step up your game, and and I don't think anybody in the card has a problem with that. Um, so, and and that's just in everything. I mean, you look at movies now, and it, unless it's action packed and epic action sequences the movies you know people are are just not going to be that invested in them you know you look at all the avenger movies and stuff like that 
They're like epic action scene after epic action scene all throughout the movie. Yeah. So you don't have to wait and save the the big battle for the end. You could do it throughout the entire movie, you know, and, and still work it in a way that it can build. And I think that's what we do in a way. And like I said, that's that's the reason why it, it gives everybody a, a different um, a different avenue or just a different choice in, as far as professional wrestling, where I see WWE as a company that, um, of course, it's wrestling based, but they're very much the entertainment side comes sure. first, you know, where it doesn't even have to do anything with wrestling, you know, but their fan base is also different. So, so it makes sense for them where ours it's wrestling based with aspects of enter- other you know, forms of entertainment. So. So tell me a little bit about the Monster Factory, you know, where you were trained. And a lot of guys have come out of there that people wouldn't expect. Like, yes, there have been some ECW guys that have come through there, some hardcore wrestlers, but Seamus came out of there. There were some names that came out of there. So just you know, talk a little bit maybe just about the training process and how you got to where you are. Yeah, I started uh, in 2003 is when I joined the Monster Factory. I didn't have my first match in 2004, and Larry Sharp owned it at the time. Um, it was just a small little building with two tiny boxing rings and that everything hurt like landing on basically like just straight on the floor, like a concrete floor and no, you know, the padding did nothing. Uh, that's how I learned how to wrestle in that building. But yeah, we definitely had a lot of guys come out of the monster factory with guys, um, even guys that I've worked with, with like Seamus, who you mentioned, I've worked, I worked with him in 2004, 2005, I believe. Um, he came in from Ireland. He already had trained. He came in uh, to visit and work a few shows, and I got to work with him, uh, and I beat him. Just, <laughs> everybody knows. He doesn't Always remember. Always make that list, yeah. Yeah, he don't remember, but he has no clue who I am, but it's all right. And, uh, you know, and from there, I mean, I also trained with Cliff, Cliff Compton for a little bit. He would come by, and um, and then since then, you know, besides myself, you know, I uh, I help train now, which is kind of cool that I, I'm on the opposite side. And Danny Cage now owns a monster factory. He took it over in 2011. And it's a different type of facility than from when I joined. Now it's a state-of-the-art, you know, facility with, you know, amateur mats. It's an actual wrestling building. It has a full weight room, two rings, um, and it's ideal for the new style of wrestling, which is more athlete-based. You know, it's not just a big guy. You don't have to be, just be a big muscular guy. You know, now you have to be an athlete, and it's more for that type of training. And, and we help um, kind of get everybody ready for the all-around, um, basically to have a career in professional wrestling, not just to have a match. You know, So everything that involves professional wrestling, where there's from the mic to setting up a ring to etiquette and everything in between, uh, we kind of cover. And like I said, I, I don't call myself a coach or a trainer. I help coach because i'm still very much active and obviously in the business um i help train matt riddle mm. and and uh, a few other guys that we you know there's guys there's other guys in ring of honor right now like lsg shaheem ali and his partner and some of the women of honor girls plus we got you know guys at the performance center um just everywhere qt marshall who's who i came up with at the monster factory now has his own school in atlanta georgia and his is also a state-of-the-art facility and he's working with not just you know i you know guys that are into pro wrestling, guys that are NFL players who might want to transition over. Um, So, yeah, wrestling's changed so much, so it's cool that it's more of an athlete, you know, uh, environment than just, you know, guys go in and get in a ring and just 
hit each other hard and then go lift weights. No, now there's a lot more that goes into it and you have to be in better shape. You have to be in better health all around to also live longer because there was a time where yeah. it seemed like everybody yeah. was dropping off such an early age and you could say it was because of what they were putting in their bodies, but it's also how they treated their bodies in general, you know, and, and they didn't take care of themselves properly, you know, and I think DDP is also one of those guys with DDP yoga that's, that's helped out so much, you know, and I'm a big fan of it and I, it's helped me big time. So there's so many different things that um, go into training nowadays, and I think the Monster Factory was one of the first that, especially Danny Cage, when, once he took the helm, one of the first that kind of really put over the fact that you need to be more than just a guy that knows how to do moves, you know, more than just somebody who's just going to go in and put on a match. You have to really understand every aspect because it's not for everybody. And I think... And I see it all the time where guys come in, and this has been my dream my entire life, and they come in, and they realize how much really goes into it, yeah, and they yeah. fade away. Too much work for them. Right, because everybody, of course, the idea is always cool. Yeah. The idea of just, yeah, for me, yeah, the, the idea of for me and being in the rock shoes and just doing every movie is great. I've gotten a few movie auditions, and I've probably looked horrible, you know, because it's not as easy <laughs> as you think. It's not, you know, you need that thing, oh, talent, <laughs> you know, and not everybody has that in, in, in everything you do. So it's it's a lot harder than everybody thinks it is, you know, and what's cool is now with all these crossover athletes, they're giving us the respect that finally pro wrestling has deserved for many years, but never got because it was always kind of like that, that side thing that, you know, sure. mainstream media would stay away from. Uh, and now you get all these world-class athletes and celebrities alike putting over how hard and how, how much respect they have for what we do. And then, you know, the fans have taken to that and just the world in general. Um, so it, it's cool. It, and and like I said, the Monster Factory takes credit for, at least I like to think so, because I don't remember anybody else really putting over it. That I'm not saying we were the first to do it, but we're the first to really make it uh popular that style of training and then you see the performance center they do a lot of things there that we had been doing and vice versa you know we do things that we learn from there you know whether we've been to the to the, to the performance center or just seen the videos they posted and now ring of honor has the roh dojo um which also has its you know its own way but you know we take things out of there and they take things out, out of other places and that's how you just make the business and everybody else better anyway you know, that's what this business was built on, just taking something somebody else did and making it into your own and making it better. Because there's it's hard to just grab things out of the air nowadays. Yeah, there's not really any original ideas it's left. It's impossible. <laughs> you know, what hasn't been thought of? Right. So it's just a matter of making it into your own. Um, so that was, you know, but I'm, I'm grateful that I came from the Monster Factory because it's, it's a place that definitely um, you had to put in the work to make it there.